the Chicago Bulls show some heart, but ultimately lose a game against the Sacramento Kings in a game that was very much close to a playoff atmosphere type game. We're going to talk about that loss. We're going to break it all down. We're also going to talk about Billy Donovan's decision not to play Patrick Williams in the fourth quarter and where the Bulls currently sit right now in that playing race. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And let's go ahead and jump into it. The Chicago Bulls had a tough loss. And if you watched uh, my video yesterday morning, you know that one of the things that I did discuss is how are the Bulls going to respond whenever Zach Levine does have another cold shooting night? And we got to see the answer to that today. And even though uh, Zach, DeMar, and Vooch all over 20 points in this game, it was not enough. And overall, the team shot cold. But Zach Levine's cold shooting, uh, 7 of 22 from the field, it definitely hurt the Chicago Bulls. Now, that's not all on him, right? That's not to blame the loss entirely on him. Every player at some point is going to have a cold shooting night. And not only did Zach, but the team as a whole had a cold shooting night going 38 of 97 for th- for 39% from the field. You're not going to win a lot of games shooting that percentage off the top, right? As a team, if you shoot below 42%, you start getting into the area where it's very difficult to win. But when, you, when Zach Levine, who's really been the motor of the Chicago Bulls offense for so long, also has a cold shooting night going 7-22 to 22 from the field, even though he did hit some much-needed buckets in the second half of the game to kind of change the momentum, it just was not enough. Now, Zach did have 25 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and only 2 turnovers from Zach Levine, albeit one of them during a time where the Bulls were trying to build some momentum. It is what it is, right? And, it, and it's unfortunate, but that is really one of the biggest things that shot uh, the Bulls in the foot on top of and this was probably the most concerning coaching thing in this game the Chicago Bulls just did not know how to attack the zone defense and even though they they had moments of attacking the zone pretty well they just did not do it consistently enough or it seemed like it was not part of the game plan and that the Bulls did not whether it be the coaching whether it be the players did not know how to react to a zone defense and the reason why that is so concerning is because again as I like to look at through everything is in, in the lens of where you want to go. And if the team wants to be a playing team, you're going to deal with some zone defenses. And that was one of the biggest things that really changed the tone of this game is the Bulls just not knowing how to attack the game, attack the zone. I do appreciate that the Bulls did shoot more threes in this game. They shot the same amount of threes as the Sacramento Kings, both teams shooting 42 threes, which I think is the highest number of threes shot by the Chicago Bulls in this season. And with that, they only shot, they only made two less threes than the Sacramento Kings. Again, the Bulls losing to math, just not making enough threes, whereas the other team did. Uh, the Kings shooting 42% from three-point range, the Bulls shooting 38% from three-point range. Just if the Bulls would have made just one more of those threes to get closer to the Sacramento Kings, that game's then tied and we're going into overtime, which then, again, woulda, coulda, shoulda. If, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So, you know, that's what it plays into, but it's still, like, the Bulls just, they didn't shoot the ball well enough to be in this game. It's great that they were in this game, and it's great that the Bulls did shoot, have a very good first half. And when you really look at this game, it was it was the third quarter that did the Bulls in. The Bulls won every single quarter of this game. They won the first, the second, and the fourth quarters of this game, outscoring the Kings in all those, all those quarters. But the third quarter, having a deficit of 15 points in the third quarter is what really killed the Bulls in this game. So while we can point to the cold shooting, while I can point and use Zach Levine shooting as well and then not tacking the zone uh, well enough as a team overall, 
the thing is, you got you can't keep having these quarters in which you let teams just come in and absolutely kill you. Balanced attack. That's one of the things I've been preaching on the show for a while. But even with that, Vooch, even though he had statistically an okay game, 20 points, 14 uh, rebounds, going 0 for 7 from three-point range, again, showing that either it's the scheme, it's the players, or whatever it is, not attacking the zone. Nikola Vucevic should have been on that block. Nikola Vucevic should have been in the paint. This Sacramento King, Kings team does not have shot block. And so because of that, we should have been trying to push the pace. We should have been trying to uh, to get to the lane. We should have been trying to get to the free throw line. And we just didn't do that. And Nikola Vucevic uh, shooting as many threes in this game as what he did definitely hurt this team as well. But let's be clear. As much as Patrick Beverly is a leader, as much as Patrick Beverly did do some great things, uh, Patrick Beverly having 11 points in this game, but him and Io DeSumo, Going one of a combined two of 12 from the field is not going to cut it. Only one of the both of them only making one shot each and both having three points. It's not going to cut it if you're going to be a starter playing against a playoff team. It's just not. And so that definitely hurt the hurt the Bulls last night. And shout out to DeMar DeRozan for having one of his best games over the last few games. He goes 10 of 20 from the field for 50 percent. He also goes four of six from three point range, which you don't see a lot from DeMar DeRozan. And one of the things I did talk about in my video yesterday as well, DeMar DeRozan shooting the three more and hitting them at a decent clip makes the, the other team have to guard him at the three-point line. If you do that, it usually helps. Now, we didn't attack the zone, but with as many threes as DeMar DeRozan shot in this game and made, it should have opened up more of a space for Nikola Vucevic to operate down low. Again, ain't going to just blame the players, not going to just blame the coaching staff, but it is a thing. But DeMar DeRozan having a good game, uh, you know, shooting uh, that last minute three and getting fouled on that tied the, 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 the tie of the game. And we just could not, you know, d play defense well enough down the stretch to hold on or send that game into overtime. But, you know, kind of is what it is there. The Bulls give up yet another huge lead, another double digit lead to ultimately go to a loss. And I think they lead the league in blown, le uh, blown leads this season. And that is a super big concern. One of the things that I said over on uh, Locked on Bulls last night is that. Billy Donovan not only sometimes struggles at making adjustments, this is a game that I think he adjusted to the initial thing kind of well, kind of well. I, I like the game plan they came into the game with, but it's the adjustments to the adjustments that Billy Donovan does not do well. And when we, we saw uh, the Sacramento Kings, they came out in the second half with a game plan and an attack pattern that just worked. Demonis Sabonis did hit some crazy shots that were well guarded at De'Aaron Fox, as did a lot of players on this on the Sacramento Kings team. But they, but the fact of the matter is, they shot the ball better, forty eight percent from the field. When you shoot that well, that well from the field, it's like it's it's hard to overcome. And keep in mind, one of the things with the Bulls is that other teams have just been getting more shots off against us. The Chicago Bulls got almost twenty more shots than the Sacramento Kings did in this game, but they shot it at a much worse percentage. And that is what hurt the Chicago Bulls in this game. Patrick Williams as well having a good game. We're going to talk about him here in a second. But it's just, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to watch this game. And this was a definitely a tough loss. But the team did show some heart in it. It's not one of those losses that I'm coming out like, you guys didn't show any heart. You didn't care. You got punched in the face and it didn't matter. No, this team did show some heart down, down the stretch of the game. Yes, they did not make shots. But they absolutely showed heart in the way that they played. Except that third quarter. That third quarter is probably the biggest issue here with that. And De'Aaron Fox is just that guy. Let's just be clear here. De'Aaron Fox was just playing on another level. And what I've been saying for a lot this, this season is that when the Bulls face teams that have guys that are just, that go into that mode where they're just like, we're not losing tonight. 
We are not losing tonight. We're going to get it done. I'm going to make the shot, whatever. When the Bulls face those type of teams, they have not fared well over the course of the season. Now, there are a couple of decisions that Billy Donovan did make down the stretch of this game that are going to be talking points for the next 24 hours because we know how Bulls fans are. One of those is the decision on not using Patrick Williams in the fourth. And the reason why that bothers me is that Patrick Williams, who has had an up-and-down season at times, who has probably been more consistent coming off the bench, you have to reward your players and build their confidence when they're playing well. Patrick Williams in this game, 5-for-12 from the field, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, four, st- 4 steals. And not just one of those steals where they just happen to land in his hands. No, 4 actual steals where he was playing good defense, tipped the ball, and got it. One one block as well from him, 13 points. He had the highest plus-minus of any Chicago Bull with plus 13. He had this to say after the game. As a competitor, you always want to close a game. But for me, it's just whether I was on the court or off the court, what can I learn from it? What can I learn from Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. This situation until next time. Great mindset from Patrick Williams, but let me be clear here. Billy Billy Donovan not trusting his player. Not rewarding a player who played well in the game is is the is a coaching issue. It's a coaching philosophy issue. And again, for a coach that was touted as as coming in and be and development being a big part of that, how are you developing players when you sit them in crutch time and uh, and they've been playing well in the game? You had Io DeSumo out there who defensively Io ain't gave us nothing. Like let's be clear here, this was one of Io DeSumo's worst defensive games, and he's he's really taken a step back defensively, and so. Patrick Williams absolutely should have been in this game, and 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 his play dictated that. When you do not reward a player who has had their struggles, but who is playing well, who is playing solidly, hitting big shots for you, playing good defense for you down the stretch, and you don't have them out there because you are in love with a four-guard lineup, it's a coaching problem. Like I, I gave you the not attacking the zone because maybe that's a maybe that's a coaching thing. But one thing coaches do decide is who is in or out of the game. And when Patrick Beverly fouled out, Patrick Williams was probably the the one playing the best overall defense. And yeah, he doesn't have the best lateral quickness. Yeah, he gets caught on screen sometimes. Yeah, guards can take him off the dribble at times. One thing that Patrick Williams did do well in this game is is allowing the right amount of space to where he can use his length for players that were quicker for quicker than him to try to if they did try to take him off the dribble, he was able to use his length to deter them from doing that. We did not reward Patrick Williams in a game where Patrick Williams was damn good out on the court for us today. And that is a coaching issue. And that is just, you're not building that. When you don't build the confidence in your players, 
How are you going to rely on them? You're hoping for a playing spot. You're trying to fight to a playing spot. And if you're going to get there, you're going to need your bench, your role players, your young players to build, have some confidence going in to that postseason play. And right now, Billy Donovan, whether he realizes it or not, he is Jim Boylan the hell out of Patrick Williams and some of these other younger players. And it, he's, he's killing the confidence of them. Love the quote from Patrick Williams. Love it. It does show where his mind is in the right place. But you, you, you risk the chance of killing confidence. What has Laurie Marketing said since he's been gone? He, it, it, the confidence is back. And I, and I don't want to overrate what confidence does to play. Yes, it's on Patrick Williams to be aggressive. Yes, it's on Patrick Williams not to pass up shots. But you know what? The things that are on Billy Donovan, reward your player when they're playing well. Run plays for that player when they're playing well. Those are things that are on the coach. And Billy Donovan did not do that, and he failed not only the team, but Patrick Williams and his development in doing what he did last night. Again, not blaming everything on Billy Donovan, but he does get his lion's share of the blame as well because he he did it. He did it, and you have to put P-Will in that game. But like I said, overall from this game, De'Aaron Fox is just that guy. Look, let's be clear. De'Aaron Fox is that guy. And, and I, you know, it's it's fun to watch. This was a fun game overall. And where it leaves the Chicago Bulls, right now the Chicago Bulls have fell, fallen out of the plan. Uh, right now they're in the 11th spot. They're a half a game back from the Washington Wizards that are in that 10th spot. The Bulls also, I think, have the ninth toughest schedule remaining. I think, well, it may have dropped. Yes, the Bulls have the 10th toughest schedule remaining now in the NBA, which is going to fluctuate and change every single day. Um, and those are things that hurt the team. But if this team is truly going to try to fight and get to a playing spot, they're going to have to figure it out. We got games Friday and Saturday, so we'll see what that means for the Chicago Bulls in those areas and what they can do. Um, but the Bulls have to. And the one thing that I've been saying, you own your own destiny. You have to play well. Now, the Bulls played, even albeit bad shooting, they played, played okay tonight, right? And and more times than not, with the performance that the Chicago Bulls gave defensively and stuff like that, they're going to win a lot of these games in this situation. De'Aaron Fox hit a hell of a shot. But for the Bulls and, and the schedule that doesn't get any easier anytime soon, the Bulls have to find a way to lock in. You cannot have cold shooting nights overall. from You're going to have players, maybe one, maybe two that have cold shooting nights. We have to find a way to get easy buckets. And DeMar DeRozan did that for us last night. The Bulls and their playing hopes. You guys know, I've been saying for a while, I don't necessarily have the biggest faith on the Chicago Bulls right now to make the plan. I just don't because the games like this, they have they face a lot of games. They're going to have the same type of atmosphere over the next uh, over the next handful of days, right? From now until the end of next week, almost all those games are going to be against playoff atmosphere teams. And at least right now, during this stretch, you faced a team that was one of the better teams in the NBA. So I'll give you that. The, Bear, the Bulls have not fared w well against the Western Conference. And you didn't you didn't perform in a way that was in, that needed to be um, indicative of a team that's hoping to be a playoff team. You just didn't. You didn't shoot the ball well enough to. If the Bulls shoot the ball as well as they have as a team, right, and even albeit without Zach Levine's uh, shooting the ball well, they win this game. And that is enough reason for, I guess, a little bit of hope. But we also have to be realistic. How many of the games have the Bulls lost by giving up big leads? Your inability to hold on to leads, as well as your inability to execute and adjust to adjustments, is going to ultimately could be the downfall of this team. We have Minnesota coming up Friday. This is another team that's having their own struggles, right? But this is still a team that is... It's going to be a playoff atmosphere type game unless the Minnesota Timberwolves just don't give a damn. Right now, they're the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves are riding. Uh, they've been four and six in their last 10. They lost their last game, but they've been playing better here as of late. So let's see 
how the Bulls face up against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that at least down low is going to give the Bulls fits, and we need to see how the Bulls are going to counteract that. But all things being what they are, the Bulls have tons of questions that they still need to answer. And in looking at this team and looking at it, yeah, Pat, how differently do, do we guard De'Aaron Fox down the stretch of this game if Patrick Beverly's in the game? One of the other questions that Bulls fans had in this game, for example, was um, should we have fouled on that last possession to give the Bulls an extra chance. And what I said on the live stream, I think still stands. I've had some more time to kind of think about it, is this. If the Bulls did foul whoever had the ball and sent them to the free throw line for two shots versus for uh, the three-point shot that they ultimately hit, if they do make those 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 uh, free throws, they the Bulls still don't have the lead at that point. Um, and then the Bulls don't have an additional timeout. They have to try to push the ball down the floor without having that timeout. And I just don't know if I don't know if the Bulls would have had enough time to get off a quality enough shot to try to hit a bucket in that case. That's if they wouldn't if they would have made both free throws. I guess you can still throw that out. But it's it, it's it's a game of what ifs, right? And even if the Bulls did do the free did, did do the free throw, I, I or fouled them and then sent the the Kings to the line and the Kings make both shots and then the Bulls don't have enough time to get off a shot. I think then we'd be sitting asking ourselves the question of. Couldn't the Bulls just played good enough defense to try to get them to miss a shot? So this is one of those things that I think everything all equal. We would have had our questions about the the story down the stretch of this game, but the Bulls could have absolutely won this game. And that may be enough to take away and look at some positives, but they didn't. And this loss sucked. And the Bulls still do have a chance. They are not statistically eliminated from making the play-in. I have my own doubts. I know some of you guys have your doubts as well. But I would absolutely love to see this team get into a playing tournament just to get some postseason play. So we'll see if they can. Don't know if it's going to happen. Um, and I know you have your Bulls uh, contingent that just wants to see uh, fans that that want to see us, uh, you know, tank or, or lose to, to up the chances of that of that pick. It's highly unlikely that the Bulls are going to fall in the top four. But if they do miss the play-in and fall in the top four, all right, gives us another tool so we can build off of. But ultimately, we'll see, man. I have my issues with this game, but we'll see. But that's it for today's episode, man. Make sure you guys continue to follow. Oh, by the way, uh, hopefully Alex Caruso is back healthy. He was dealing with the COVID-related illness. That's what kept him out this game. We definitely could have used Alex Caruso in this game as well. But that's it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.